Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc slash soap. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Motivational Monday at last. The weekend is over with starting a fresh week and especially the last week of the Daniel fast. Come on. If you've been doing the Daniel fast, I'm sure God has been moving in a wonderful way because our God is the God of the breakthrough. So again, good morning. We are in the book of Acts. Let's start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you. We worship you. We thank you for this day. Thank you, Father God, that you are so good to us, Father. Even when we don't realize it, Father God, you're working all things to good to those that love you, my Lord God. And I just praise you and I worship you for that. Thank you for this day. And I pray that you would just speak to us this morning, Father, that it be you and not us. And I ask all these things, Father, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Oh, praise God, praise God. And my lovely Sandra will be reading this morning. Okay, good morning. We are in Acts 13, and I'm reading out of the NIV version, starting with verse 1. In the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. The two of them sent on their way by the Holy Spirit went to Seleucia and sailed there from Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the Jewish synagogues. John was with them as their helper. They traveled through the whole island until they came to uh, Paphos. There they met a Jewish sorcerer and false prophet named Bar-Jesus, who was an attendant of the proconsul, Sergius Paulus. The proconsul, an intelligent man, sent for Barnabas and Saul because he wanted to hear the word of God. But Alamis, the sorcerer, uh, for that is what his name means, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul from faith. Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked straight at Alamis and said, You are a child of the devil and an enemy of everything that's right. You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. Will you never stop perverting the right ways of the Lord? Now the hand of the Lord is against you. You're going to be blind, and for a time you will be unable to see the light of the sun. Immediately, mist and darkness came over him, and he grouped about seeking someone to lead him by the hand. When the proconsul saw what had happened, he believed, for he was amazed at the teaching about the Lord. From Paphos, uh, Paul and his companions sailed to per Perga 
in Pamphylia, where John left them to return to Jerusalem. From Perga, they went on to Pisidian Antioch. On the Sabbath, they entered the synagogue and sat down. After the reading from the law and the prophets, the synagogue rulers sent word to them saying, Brothers, if you have a message of encouragement for the people, please speak. Standing up, Paul motioned with his hand and said, Men of Israel and you Gentiles who worship God, listen to me. The God of the people of Israel choose our fathers. He made the people prosper during their stay in Egypt. With mighty power, he led them out of that country. He endured their conduct for about 40 years in the desert. He overthrew seven nations in Canaan and gave their land to his people as their inheritance. All this took about 450 years. After this, God gave them judges until the time of Samuel, the prophet, Then the people asked for a king, and he gave them Saul, son of Kish, of the tribe of Benjamin, who ruled 40 years. After removing Saul, he made David their king. He testified concerning him. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. From this man's descendants, God has brought to Israel the Savior Jesus, as promised. Before the coming of Jesus, John preached repentance and baptism to all the people of Israel. As John was completing his work, he said, who do you think I am? I am not that one. No, but he's coming after me, whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. Brothers, children of Abraham, and you God-fearing Gentiles, it is, it is to us that this message of salvation has been sent. The people of Jerusalem and their rulers did not recognize Jesus, yet in condemning him, they fulfilled the words of the prophets that are read every Sabbath. Though they found no proper ground for a death sentence, they asked Pilate to have him executed. When they carried, when they had carried out all that was written about him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. And for many days, he was seen by those who had traveled with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now his witnesses to our people. We'll tell you the good news. What God promised our fathers, he has fulfilled for us, their children, by raising up Jesus. As it is written in the second Psalm, you are my son. Today, I have become your father. The fact that God raised him from the dead, never to decay, is stated in these words. I will give you the holy and sure blessings promised to David. So it is stated elsewhere. You will not let your holy one see decay. For when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. He was buried with his fathers and his body decayed. But the one whom God raised from the dead did not decay. Therefore, my brothers, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is justified from everything you could not be justified from by the law of Moses. Take care what the prophets had said does not happen to you. Looks, you scoffers, wonder and perish, for I'm going to do something in your days that you would never believe even if someone told you. As Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people invited them to speak further about these things on the next Sabbath. When the congregation was dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, 
who talked with them and urged, excuse me, urged them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. When the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and talked abusively against what Paul was saying. Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly. We had to speak the word of God to you first, since you reject it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life. Now we turn to the Galilees, or excuse me, the Gentiles, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of, with the word of the Lord. Uh, and all who were appointed for eternal life believed. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region, but the Jews incited the God-fearing women of high standing and the leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. So they shook the dust from their feet in protest against them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were, were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sandra. Amen. Amen. Wow. Stretch if you need to this morning. You know, it's so much in this particular book because it called, you know, it starts, it starts off the, the call upon Paul and Barnabas, but, you know, and, and they pray for them. They went out and they did all these exploits, you know, they, and they preached the word of God and, and they went through so many, so many ups and downs in their particular uh, walk with the Lord, but they were preaching the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and people were coming to the Lord and people were being saved. But, you know, before they went out, what touched me uh, on this particular chapter was just the beginning of it, because the beginning of it, it shares a lot of truth. Uh, and, and, and that's in verse uh, two and three, which I want to share this morning with you guys. You know, it says that as they as they minister or as they worship the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and lay hands on them, they send them away. So it, show, it shows that they were gathering together. It shows that they came together in the church and that they were that they were worshiping the Lord. They were worshiping the Lord, you know, and 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 as they you know, and being that they were worshiping the Lord, they were open to the Holy Spirit. And that's when, you know, and that's when the Lord, you know, confirmed the calling upon, upon Barnabas and Saul. But they said they were worshiping and they were fasting and they were praying and they were laying of hands. You know, they were, they were gathered together. And that's the most, that's the point that I'm trying to get. They were gathered together and they were ministering to the Lord. They were worshiping the Lord. The importance of worship, you know, the importance of worship. You know, it says in John uh, 4, uh, 23 and 24, it says, but the hour is coming and now it is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth for the Father is seeking such to worship him. The Father is seeking such to worship him. The Lord wants our worship. And that's what they were doing. They were worshiping. They were praying, you know. And it says in verse 24 of John 4, and God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. True worship is from the inside out, you know. It's from the inside out. 
True worship requires a mind to be centered on God and renewed by truth. So in other words, you know, we have to be worshiping him from the most inner part of our hearts and, 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 and worshiping him, you know, with our minds, worshiping him with our hearts, with everything that we have. And that's what they were doing. They were worshiping the Lord. It says in Romans 12, uh, 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. In other words, this is something that we could do. Fasting, you know, is like a sacrifice. Fasting that we've been doing the last two weeks is, you know, is, is you know, setting ourselves apart from things that we like to do, you know, and giving that time to the Lord. And in verse 2 of uh, Romans 12, he says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be proved what is the good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. The way that we think and what, and what are we saying is going to affect what the, the prayers, is going to affect the worship. And we need to make sure that, that we come to the Lord and we give him our time and we give him what he has given us. And you know what he has given us, my brothers and sisters? He has given us life. This morning, you are alive. This morning, you are breathing. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, this morning, we can have the freedom that we can come together. And those are reasons enough to worship God and, and, and to praise Him. You know, and that's what they were doing. They were gathering. And you know, when we gather together and we worship God like this, things are going to happen. Things don't, don't remain the same. When we come together together, and we worship God. But not only the worship, you know, it was also with the fasting, you know, it was also with prayer. And that's what we need to be doing. My brothers and sisters, as we're going through this 21-day fast, I know many of us are going through some type of storm in our lives. I know that we have, have difficulties, but praise God, we serve a faithful God. We serve a God that loves us and wants to bless us. And we serve a God that sometimes, you know, we ourselves, we feel that he doesn't hear us. Come on. Have you prayed and then you didn't get no answer right away? And you're saying, Lord, when? When is this going to happen? But you know what? I have I have a, a little testimony from my, my wife. You know, we've been praying for her and she hasn't been able to hear. Well, this last week, one of her ears you know, while she, while she was just sitting there, when we least expected, one of her ears just like pop. And she got her hearing in one ear, you know, and, and, and that alone is like, oh, praise you, Jesus, you know, because now I don't have to yell at her. I don't have to tell her to hear me, you know. I don't have to wear ear protection when she's watching a TV program. Because why? Because one of her ears popped. And why did it pop? Because we've been praying. We've been waiting on God. We've been fasting, you know. And that was that was such a relief for us, you know. And now we're waiting for the other ear to pop. But you know what? God is good. It's all in God's timing. I don't know why it works this way, but you know what? We still got to give him the praise. We still got to give him the glory. We still got to give him the honor. We still got to acknowledge who he is because it is in that type of worship that breakthrough comes. It is when we don't stop. 
just because we don't feel like it. It is when, when we move forward, despite the circumstances, despite what's going on, that we can worship, that we can praise the Lord, hallelujah, and we can glorify him. Despite what we see and what we're being told, we are going to have the victory. When we worship the Lord with all of our hearts, he will move in a powerful way. May not be your timing, may not be my timing, but in his timing, which is perfect, you know, and that's what was happening here. It said, you know, that as they were worshiping the Lord, the Lord spoke to them. As we worship God, God speaks to us and he will make a way for us. But not only were they worshiping, you know, they were fasting, you know, and fasting is just, and we all know what this is, is giving up for a period of time, something that we enjoy, something that we love, something that we like to do, and then turning that time over to God. You know, it is putting things aside, you know, that concerns us and seeking God, you know, and that's what we've been doing. And guess what? God it will, will bring a breakthrough for our lives when we do that. In Matthew 17, 21, it says, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. He's talking about a man that was possessed and the disciples tried to get the, the, this man unpossessed and they couldn't do it. And the Lord said, because this type comes only by prayer and fasting. Sometimes, you know, we just need to take this time and fast before the Lord to receive what God wants for us. By fasting, we receive what the Lord from the Lord, what we need to overcome what we are facing. Let me read that again. By fasting, we receive from the Lord what we need to overcome what we are facing. What are we facing this morning? We all may have all different situations, but you know, we got to trust in God. We got to wait upon him because breakthrough will come and breakthrough by the, it's already here for most of us. It said, you know, and that's what they were doing. That That's what it says in, in Acts, you know, uh, 13, three, it says that they fasted and they prayed and they lay hands on them, you know, and then they send them away, you know, fasting and prayer, you know, and then they lay hands, you know, before any big decisions, you know, we need to make sure that we take some time to go before the Lord. And when we take this time before the Lord, we can worship him because worship opens up the gates of heaven. That's why we worship in church. We worship in church before the word of the Lord comes, because as we worship, we learn to release you know, ourselves, we, 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 we have like a burden on us and we're hearing a beautiful uh, worship a song and everybody's worshiping God, you know, and even though we show up to church sometimes and we don't want to be there, we're not feeling it. But guess what? Through the worship, you know, our spirits are stirred up through the worship, you know, the breakthrough comes and then we end up praising and worshiping God. So worship opens up the gates of heaven, you know, and to fast, you know, because that will empower us, you know, you know, to, to be able to stand against the opposition that we may be facing. And also by fasting, you know, we should we be able to make good decisions. You know, don't jump into any big decision without prayer, without spending time with God and going before him, because he will bring clarity. He will bring clarity to you and prayer, because prayer, you know, is when we speak to the Lord. And when we speak to the Lord, come on now, we need to be quiet at a certain moment to hear his voice. You know, we need to be quiet and just say, Lord, I want to hear your voice. And through the worship, 
through the prayer, through the fasting, you know, we'll be able to hear his voice. The beautiful thing here is, is that they pray and they fast and they lay hands, you know, you know, in our home, you know, we always pray when somebody's going away, you know, and somebody's moving and somebody's going away, somebody's moving away. We always pray. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know how many times they pray for me when I was in the military and I was leaving and I was deploying and I was going overseas. But I know one thing that it was those prayers. It was those prayers that allowed me and Pastor Jason to come home to our families because we've been deployed many times to very dangerous places. Well, those prayers, that fasting before the Lord, you know, gave us the breakthrough that we are here today. And I give God the praise, the glory, and the honor. And that's why we need to remember the benefits that the Lord has given us. What has God blessed you with? Remember where he has taken you from. Because as we meditate upon these things, we worship God. You see, so worship will come. Because <laughs> when we go to church, worship could come any time of the day when we are grateful, when we are thankful to the Lord for what he has done, what he has done for you, my brothers and sisters. Sometimes, you know, we need to stir ourselves up and remember those benefits. Remember those times that he came through for us because he will come through for us. You know, it says, it says in James 4, 8, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Man, we've been hearing that for the last couple of weeks, you know, and, and that came to my mind, you know, when we, when we draw close to God, and sometimes we say to our, we may even say to ourselves, man, Lord, I don't think you're hearing me. I don't think you're hearing me, Lord. Guess what? He has heard you. Before you even pray, he already knew what you were going to ask. Because he knows the past, the present, and the future. So he already knows what you're going to, but we need to open up our mouths. We need to declare it before the Lord. We need to say these things to the Lord. And that's why he desires our worship. He desires our praise. It says in Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13, it says, for I know the thoughts I think towards you. God is thinking about you, my brothers and sisters. I know the thoughts, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope. Thoughts of peace and not evil to give us a future and a hope. We have to get motivated by this word. Because this word is speaking life to us this morning. He says to give you a future and a hope. He says in verse 12, then you will call upon me. See, we will call upon the Lord and go and pray to me and I will listen. God is listening to us. Just because you haven't gotten your answer, that doesn't mean that he has given up on you. Just because you haven't heard, just because you haven't seen, you know, we have to just wait on God. It is by faith. It is by trusting in him. It is by waiting upon him, my brothers and sisters. And he says in verse 13, and you will seek me and find me when you search me with all your heart. It is a hard thing. It is when we want to draw near to God, he will draw near to us. It is when we put our hearts in his hands and we say, Lord, I need you. I want to draw closer to you. I want to praise you, you know, and God answers prayer. That's why when Paul and, and, and Barnabas, you know, they, they were prayed for, they lay hands on them and they send them off and they send them off and look what they did. They were out there preaching the word of God. They were out there ministering to people. They were being prosecuted. 
persecuted. They were being talked about. They were being chased, for they were preaching the word of God. And they took it for back when they were in Egypt as, as slaves, all the way to Jesus Christ and his death on Calvary, you know. And they were able to share that with the people. Why? Because they have boldness. That God gave him the boldness, so prayer creates boldness. So we need to speak to the situation that we're in. We need to speak to the circumstances that we're in, and we need to declare the word of the Lord. What does the Lord say about your situation? What is God telling you this morning that we need to draw near to him, that we need to praise him, that we need to worship him, that we need to glorify him, and that we need to hold on to those promises that he has made because God has made promises to us. And he is faithful and he is merciful. And this morning, my brothers and sisters, you see me here getting all wound up and everything else, you know, because I get excited when the word of God, I get excited because when I speak, you know, it just reminds me. He just reminds me of who he is, that he's a wonderful, he's wonderful, he's, he's compassionate, you know, he's merciful, you know, and he, he wants to bless us. And, and this morning, you know, I'm sitting here and, and, and my mom had a, she, she felt this weekend, you know, and she had a hard fall. And, and right now uh, she, she broke her pelvis, you know, and right now she's in Inspira Hospital and they, 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 they're contemplating whether they're going to do the surgery there or send her to Cooper. I don't have the answers. I don't have all the answers. And my mother has a lot of different health issues. But you know what? I can be here this morning praising and worshiping God because I know the God that I serve. And I know that my God is over there by the hospital bed where my mom is at. I know that he holds her in the palm of his hands. I know that he has control over all the situation and circumstances. I know that his will is going to be done. I know that if my mom decides to take a trip up to heaven herself, you know what? I know where she's going. But you know what? God gives us peace in the middle of the storm to stand by the word to stand by his promises and know that everything is going to be okay. I don't know your circumstances. I don't know your situation, but I know we serve a God that loves us and hears us. You know, it says in Hebrews 4, 15, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize. Come on now. We don't have a God that cannot sympathize with our weakness. You know, and some, and we all have weaknesses. We all have weaknesses. And sometimes we don't understand, you know, but it says, but was all in all points, he was tempted as we are. You know, we are tempted. Jesus Christ was tempted at all points, just like we are. But he, but it says there, the most important thing here, that we do not have a God who does not sympathize with you. He knows you. He knows your heart. He knows your thoughts. He knows your needs. He knows your desires. He knows what you're going through. And he sympathizes with us. And that's why in verse 16 of Hebrews 4, he says, let us therefore, because we have this, come boldly before the throne of grace. Come boldly before God. Come boldly before him and lay it all out. Give him the praise. Give him the glory. Give him the honor. Worship him. Be grateful. 
be thankful because in the middle of all the obstacles, in the middle of all that we're going through, he is faithful and he's going to give us the breakthrough. In worship, things can change. Things can shift. And I'm waiting for a shifting to happen. I'm waiting for a shifting to come my way, a shifting that will turn things around because that's the kind of God that we serve. We serve a God that comes through for us no matter what. And even sometimes when we doubt, his grace is sufficient and he is faithful and he will come through and he will answer your prayers. So, (coughs) excuse me, my brothers and sisters, as we start, Week three of the Daniel fast, coming to conclusion over the weekend. Let us make sure that we keep our focus on the Lord. Let us make sure that we pray. Let us make sure that we continue to worship him and give him the glory and give him to the honor. Because you know what? Because as we worship him, we forget what we're going through. As we worship him, his presence comes down. As we worship him, His anointing fills us. As we worship him, breakthrough comes because we are raising a prayer to him. We are worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who is worthy of all of our praise. All of the honor belongs to him. And as we worship, you know, he speaks to us. He speaks to us. He whispers in our ear and he's telling us, it's going to be okay. I got this. It's going to be okay. Hold on, because the best is yet to come. You see, my brothers and sisters, I can be here this morning, and I can praise God for all that he has done, for all the answer prayers, for his protection, for his guidance. And I can praise God that I know that my mom is in his hands. I don't have all the answers. I don't have, you know, I don't know everything that's going on, but I know that he's in control. And if he's in control, I can be at peace and I can be at rest knowing that he's working all things for your good. He's working all things for my good and nothing is impossible. He is the God of the breakthrough. He is the God of healing and restoration. He is a compassionate God. He is a sympathetic God and he wants the best for us. And he loves you and he loves me. And guess what? We're going to win. No matter what happens, no matter what goes on, we're going to win. So, my brothers and sisters, as we come to a conclusion on this Monday morning, let us press on. Let us press in, in the Lord. Let us draw closer to him this particular week. This is the week number three. But you know what? I I, I feel it in my spirit, hallelujah, that God is going to break through for a lot of us this week. And I know that the enemy is not happy. And I know that he wants to stop the blessings from coming. But guess what? The devil is a liar. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And no weapons from against you will prosper. So hold on to the promises. Hold on to his word. Hold on to what he has given you and give him the praise. And if you feel tired, just raise one hand, you know, just raise one hand to him and say, Lord, I worship you and I praise you and I glorify you, you know, because as we worship the Lord, 
We raise up our hands, and that is a sign of releasing what we have. It is a sign of releasing his presence. It is a sign that we're just turning it over to him, and we're saying, Lord, I just need you and you alone. And in this week, it's going to be a week of victory. Speak that over yourself. Speak that over your circumstances, because you have all the authority to speak it over yourself. Speak life over your family. Speak life over your children. Speak life over the circumstances, you know, and, and, and just declare the word of the Lord. Ah, oh, my brothers and sisters, you know, I just motivated myself. You know, I just motivated myself here this morning. I just want to thank you guys for, for coming on board this morning. Keep your focus on God. Keep your vision on him. Let us pray. Father God, I just praise you. I just worship you this morning, Lord God, because you're awesome. You're so good. You're so wonderful, Father. And I thank you, my Lord God, that all things work for good at those that love you. I thank you that you're working it out. We may not understand everything, Father God, but we're going to rely on you as we praise you, as we worship you, as we glorify you, Father. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. You deserve it all and more. I pray that you will be with my brothers and my sisters. Father, bless them. You know them all. You know them by name. You know them by name, Father God. So I pray that you will just bless them, that you will just open up doors for them, that you will just restore what needs to be restored, bring healing, bring restoration to their homes, their families, and their marriages, Father God. This I speak, Father. I speak for their children, your protection. I speak, Father God, healing, Father God. And I thank you for your peace. For your peace that surpasses all understanding. Thank you, Father, for this week that is coming. Be with them, keep them, and guide them. For this I decree and declare in Jesus' name. Amen and amen, amen. All right. Have a blessed week. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. The best is yet to come. God bless you.